Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me. Welcome back. Sorry, I was burping. Um, I have to... I was supposed to go to the dentist Monday to get my tooth fixed that I got punched out of my head. Um, but uh, I had a little bit too much whiskey Sunday night, admittingly. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the last thing I wanted to do was be sitting in a dentist chair with a little bit of a hangover at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Monday. So we're going in Wednesday. We're going in Wednesday. But uh, <laughs> I'm on my way to the gym. I was hurting yesterday, man. I just, you, you just, I, <laughs> you get 30, you turn 30. I'm 31 now. I'm going to be coming up on 32 here in the summer, which is just weird, man just weird like I look at other people that are like my age and I like they're like old looking you know what I mean who was it the other day Miranda Lambert she like in her song Bluebird which I love it's like unironically one of my favorite songs she talks about 34 going on 35 and I saw a picture of her I'm like she kind of looks like older I'm like she's only three years older than me (laughs) so uh it's just, um, I guess I just, I'm, I'm just an old person now, you know? 30s is like, it's just different. 30s are just different, man. And uh, enjoy your 20s if you're listening to me right now, because things do change when you hit 30. I don't know what it is. It's like your body just knows. It's like the half-life of your, of your, the elements that make up your body shorten. It's just weird, man, how it works out. But, um, anyways, I just can't can't really drink alcohol, or I'm gonna pay for it for like, dude. I still don't feel right today. Still don't feel right. I'm like kind of anxious. But I, I've just realized I'm very cyclical. I'm very cyclical as a person. I uh, haven't felt as sharp recently. I haven't felt as motivated. And when I go back and listen, someday I'll be dead and gone. Somebody will stumble upon this podcast and they'll start to binge the episodes like a few of you have. And they'll notice, like I have recently, that I go through cycles. I go through periods of time, couple of weeks where I'm just I'm just really fighting and clawing and relying on my discipline <coughs> and mental strength to get me through the days. Not like I'm miserable and depressed by any means. It's just like today leaving for the gym I didn't want to go (laughs) you know what I mean just things like that you know filming even doing a podcast I'm like man I just I don't know what I'm going to talk about today usually I'm just bursting at the seams with topics and I don't want to force it that's why I didn't do one Sunday I just didn't I didn't feel it Sunday morning I recorded like seven minutes of one and deleted it because it was just trash you know and uh I have weeks like this, a couple weeks in a row, and then what happens is all of the sudden, I just wake up one day and I'm snapped out of it. And you know, I had a bipolar diagnosis way back in 2012 or 2013, um, 10 years, 11 years ago, maybe 12. And uh, I hate that label. And I'm not going through, like, when I snap out of it and I get really in the zone, I just get high. I have high, high motivation. Very high. I'm very on point. 
Um, I don't feel the need to touch any kind of alcohol. I'm very, I, I, my diet becomes very, very strict. Um, like I'm super, super on. And then when I'm off, it's not like bad. I'm still eating well for the most part. I might drink one or two days of the week. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I've just, I've learned that, and there's this kid that I follow, his name's Noah, I think, and uh, he lives on some island somewhere, and, you know, social media only shows you so much, but this kid seems to have a pretty cool life. You know, from what I can gather, he's a single, single kid, he's a good-looking kid, he's in good shape, and uh, he lives on an island, he eats this just amazing-looking island food all the time, and, uh, you know, he was talking about something similar where, like, he kind of operates in cycles. And I, I wonder how many, because this kid's a high achiever, I wonder how many high achieving people are wired like I am, you know. And it's interesting, you look at some of the highest of, you know, and the whole Gemini thing, I'm not into astrology. I don't know, it's kind of to, to think that God created us out of the dust of the earth. So I look at everything through a Christian lens. To, to God created the universe and created man from the dust of the earth. I don't think that it's completely out of line if the, if the moon influences the tides of the earth. I don't think it's out of line to say that, you know the stars or planetary alignments can have some kind of, I know this is crazy, right? It can have some, some kind of effect on us, right? And I'd, I'd be interested to go back and, and chart. I've got to do it. Well, the podcast is a good way for me to do it, of, of charting my, my moods. I'm just hyper self-aware. I'm extremely self-aware. I'm very aware of how I'm feeling at all times. I'm always comparing it to how I felt that other times I'm just I'm always trying to like if I could bottle my essence or aura <laughs> when I go through those peak phases of motivation I'd be unstoppable if I could bottle it and take it on days like today I would be an unstoppable force and, you know, you read a lot of these super high achievers where Geminis um, had bipolar diagnoses. Like, um, like a lot of these, <clears throat> like, we're talking like Alexander the Greats and Napoleons and a lot of inventors and uh, many, many uh, Fortune 500 CEOs. And it's, uh, I think there's, it's just interesting. It's just very, very interesting because I can get so much done in such a short period of time with these wild boosts of motivation and creativity. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm trying to figure out what the semi up here is doing. Oh, I could get just so much done. And it, it's just, again, if I could bottle that essence... And take a shot of it on days like today where it feels like I'm dragging a little bit. <coughs> That's the key right there. That's why I'm always trying all these health hack things. I'm always trying these different strategies and supplements to 
get my brain to fire off the way that I want it to fire off. I don't know. It's interesting. It's part of my journey, man. It's part of my journey. Um, I, uh, I tend to get very aggressive when I'm in the phase that I'm in right now. I've noticed I'm much friendlier and much more easygoing when I'm high motivation and I'm a lot more aggressive <laughs> and a little bit meaner when I'm low motivation. You know, it's almost like when I'm feeling like this, I always feel like I'm looking for a fight. You know what I mean? I always feel like I'm looking for a fight. Like, uh, I said something online about, um, there was some article about women trying to like force their way into men's sports, you know, just cause they're idiots. Um, like, and it wasn't even to play sports. It's like, oh, women should have the ability to be like coaches on men's teams. No, I would never listen to a female coach. Get out of here. You know what I mean? I'd have some female, some woman telling me to run sprints. I'd laugh in your face. <laughs> you know, just just women being women. You know what I mean? But um, I said something to the effect of, uh, I think it had to, oh, that's what it was. It was they, they the first female referee in the NHL which is just retarded. I just can't wait. I hope she doesn't get hurt. I obviously don't want anybody to get hurt. But the first time she gets slammed up against the boards from some 240-pound guy, some 6'4", 240-pound hockey player, it's going to really change the game for her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this little tiny woman out there skating around, pucks flying at 100 miles an hour. You know, it's just... And I said something to the effect of uh, women shouldn't ever want to be involved in men's sports. That's why there's women's sports. And uh, this kid, Evan Treese, <laughs> I've got his name etched in the back of my mind, um, said, oh, oh, you're raising a daughter? I feel bad for her, FFS, you know, for fuck's sake. And uh, normally just, you know, people say whatever they want on the internet. That's fine. But I was just looking at this kid, and I'm like, you know, you know, if you had heard me say something like that in person, you would have kept your mouth shut. You would have just stared at the ground and been silent. But because we're on the internet, I just had this vision of, uh, like, I wonder if I could squeeze the sides of your head enough to crush your orbital bone, orbital bones, make your eyes pop out of your skull. <laughs> That's so. I'm sitting there staring at my phone, just daydreaming. <laughs> about crushing this kid's skull and I would obviously never do that over a comment online but something about him bringing my daughter into it you know what I mean just brought out this heathenistic rage in the deep recesses of my soul like Evan <laughs> Evan you know um, and I'm like yeah I gotta tone it down I gotta tone it down I get real aggressive I, I just I there's just so much out there that I hate I just hate weakness and I hate that weakness now is so loud. You know, you get this dysgenic mob of hobgoblins, these transgender, putrid, she-they freaks that because they have an ability to voice their opinion safely online, do so. And it would just, I, I was talking about this the other day, man. I wish what I would like to do, if I had more free time, 
is I would dox these people and find out where they live and I would show up like I would show up at Evan's workplace or the bar he goes to every Thursday night and I would bring a pair of MMA gloves two pairs and uh, uh, a release of liability form and I would print out his comment and I would find him at the bar and I would hand him a manila folder with the release of liability and a pen and a copy of his comments stapled to the front and I'd throw a pair of sparring gloves at him and I'd say let's go outside sign that form so I can't get in trouble if I pulverize you and if you happen to pulverize me you can't get in trouble either and if they if people knew that there was a psychopath out there flying around the country just trying to find people you know to beat up that say things all you know you you know how much cleaner the internet would get overnight <laughs> I just uh, there there has to be consequences like you shouldn't you should be able to say whatever you want to say but you should also be able to back that up. It's like Texas, man. I wish Texas would secede, you know, where you could just fight people and not get in trouble. Dude, you fight somebody now, and you both get felonies. You're probably going to have to go to anger management for disorderly conduct, which anger management courses, man, let me tell you. <sighs> Do the early life check on who puts together these courses, and I think it would tell you a lot about it. But anyways... <laughs> So I had to do anger management uh, in Pittsburgh when uh, I kind of lost my, my cheese slipped off my cracker there back in back during the pandemic. The pandemic kind of broke me. I'm not going to lie because I could just see through the stupidity of it so quickly. Just in, in just so many people early on that now say that it was stupid didn't back then like everybody just was just blindly following the rules I couldn't go to the gym I'm getting yelled at by fat women everywhere about masks <laughs> I wasn't happy with where I was at in my career you know there was a lot of uncertainty because I was in door-to-door -door life insurance sales now we can't do in-home appointments it's just it was uh and anyways I uh I kind of got a little tipsy-turvy and said some things I shouldn't have said to some police officers. But, so I had to do, I had to do uh, anger management. And it was just so, um, it, you could tell it was just, it's just a money laundering racket. So they base it on your income. So like, you, not only do you have to pay your fines for summary disorderly conduct, but you also had to pay for every class. And I think that there are a lot of people there that were angry because they're broke and couldn't pay for this. So, like, if you don't finish the classes, you could get in even more trouble. Well, if you can't pay for the classes, you can't finish them. So, uh, you see these people get stuck. I was talking to this guy that you get stuck in this endless cycle of paying fines you know, like, cause you gotta, you gotta complete the classes or the charges can be more serious. And, uh, you know, me, I'm a high income earner. I had to pay $150 per class and I had to take 10 classes and you have to just everything in your life. Doesn't matter if you've got kids and you don't have childcare. Doesn't matter if, uh, 
you don't have a car. Like, if you don't make it, I had to drive 45 minutes there and 45 minutes back. And I had, I think it was a month and a half to get 10 classes done. A month and my lawyer was like, don't miss a single class. Don't miss it. Make sure you get all 10 classes before the death. Because I was facing felony charges. Um, and, uh, you know, for the for it to be a summary offense, I had to go to all 10 classes. So I'm just thinking, like, if I wasn't a high income earner, like some guys only got charged like 25 a class, but 25 plus your gas, plus child care, plus do you have to take time off of work? It's like the whole system is just rigged to, because if I was some billionaire's son, I wouldn't have had to do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? The whole system is just rigged to beat the average person down even further. Um, and, the, and the substance of these classes uh, only made me angrier. And I think that a lot of my hatred and vitriol towards the system comes from being in those classes. So I just want to thank the state. I want to thank the overlords. I want to thank the Shylocks for putting me in that class because uh, let me tell you what, right now, that's that, that really was an eye-opener for me when it came to just how broken and busted this is because I'm not a criminal. You know what I mean? I'd never been in trouble before. You know, a couple speeding tickets here and there. And, you know, they treat you like some kind of an animal. You know, because cops went into my home without a warrant, and I just said, "If you hurt my dog, I'll." <laughs> uh, I I made a threat over the the Furbo camera because they were in my house with guns, and my dog was there, and all. And this was right after the George Floyd thing, and tensions were high. You know what I mean? And I just said, "Hey, if any of you hurt my dog, blah 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 blah," <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I got I got charged with a felony for that. Can you believe that? Or over a Furbo camera. And it's just like if I didn't have the money for a lawyer. Like imagine if I didn't have the money for a good lawyer. If I didn't have connections. If I wasn't um, relatively high up the food chain in Pittsburgh. I would have been. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened to me? The whole system's just broken. I got out because I've got money. It's that simple. I was able to pay for the classes. I was able to afford a lawyer right there on the spot. Pay what would it cost me? Thirty-five hundred dollar retaining fee plus everything else I had to pay for. I had to. Matt, what if I didn't have thirty-five hundred dollars to shell over? I would have gotten stuck with a public defender. She, you know what I mean? I'd probably be in jail or just getting out. For what? You know what I mean? For what? Saying something mean on a furbo camera? You know what I mean? I didn't even have a gun. I had no gun. It's just it's it's just ridiculous, man. And the gun I did have, they took and I never got it back. So I wasn't even in my house. They took my shotgun anyways, which I if if I were the person now that I was, well, first of all, I wouldn't be in that situation, but so many things happened that shouldn't have happened. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that what I did was right. I was off my rocker. You know, I was yelling at people I care about and saying not nice things. You know, I smashed some patio furniture. <laughs> I'm not saying at all that what I did was right. At all. 
Not one bit. However, I don't think that smashing some patio furniture and saying don't hurt my dog or else is worthy of a felony. You know? It's like, and again, it, it, or for you to go into my house in the first place. There was no warrant, you know? Um, it's just um, the whole system's busted, man. So you got to do your best to stay out of trouble. That's number one because they'll they'll find ways. The, the system isn't about rehabilitation. The system is about making money. And the more money that they can get out of you in fines, in classes, and shit, the whole prison system is a privatized cattle grooming. Just It's just... It's a whole money-making machine. It's a whole money-making machine. It's a racket. So just don't get in trouble. You know what I mean? Don't get in trouble. And if you do, you better have money. It's it's very expensive to get in trouble now. And I just I want to burn the whole thing to the ground, dude. This this whole system's just gotta go. The whole system just this. It's just such a controlling. Again, the, the vibe is just so nurse ratchet, um, if you know what I'm talking about from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. The vibe is so nurse, rat, nurse ratchet matriarchal now that it's like, it's just, it's the world is so sick. And it's and, and there's so many reasons why it is the way that it is right now, but a lot of it has to do with this we got to get women out of politics. <laughs> we got we got to get them out. You know what I mean? We got to get them out. You know, if if I think that men would be a lot healthier now, you know, I, I'd be interested to see how many of these school shooters would have shot up a school if they could have just punched somebody in the face instead and not gotten a felony. Like you can't even fight back now. I talked about that a couple weeks ago, that if you get into a fight at school and somebody's pounding on you and you throw a punch back, you get expelled too. Where do you think that, do you think that comes from men or women? So I don't, I don't know. It's just, uh, the world is so goofy and backwards now, man. It really is. It's so goofy and backwards. But anyways, I'm at the gym. So what's the point of today? Don't get in trouble. <laughs> Help me track my moods. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, I'm going to hit this lift. Love you guys. Let's get it. Peace.